Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent. I stands for using your intuition. N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Well, hello, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today, which is August 18th, 2016. Our show today is going to concentrate on how important good mental health is because it really can affect our physical health. And we have with us a very special guest, Dr. Gregory Kanias, and he currently teaches as a clinical um, psychologist at the doctoral program of the Chicago School of Professional Psychology. Uh, he, uh, prior to this, he worked as a clinical psychologist providing direct services to adults and children, adolescents, and their families. His work with these populations focused on psychological, academic, and career issues. He's also a speaker at national conferences on quite a few different issues, uh, such as fatherhood, relationship issues, spirituality, mental health, uh, parenting, and family of origin issues. So we will bring him onto our show now so we can get started. I encourage Anyone who would like to call in to call the phone number 347-324-5328. So let's bring Dr. Kanias on. Hello there, and thank you for joining us today. Hi, Denise. Thank you for having me. I always like to start my show out, and you obviously are aware of this, in asking my guest, how did you get on the path that you're on today? So as an undergrad, um, I was very interested in the connection between history um, and mental health. And as an undergrad, I majored in both American history and um, psychology and became really interested in how culture, how ethnicity, how diversity, other diversity issues, gender, things like that, affect mental health, particularly good mental health. And so I uh, went to graduate school, studied clinical psychology, uh, then started doing practice, 
and administration and teaching, and am currently teaching at the Chicago School and at Pepperdine University. Very busy schedule. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she has two different colleges. Are you in session now? Do you start? No. Are you in session now or next week? Actually, we're on break for a couple more weeks, but I just came back from a study abroad where we took 11 students to South Africa and looked at their mental health Oh, my gosh. It was actually a lot of fun. Um, had great um, interactions with the um, mental health professionals at two agencies in South Africa, and then got to do some fun things as well, like to, to take the students to a lion park and to an elephant sanctuary. So we had a, we had a really good time. Oh, that kind sounds of, that great. What what part what part of South Africa? Uh, we went to Johannesburg, and then I also had an opportunity to go to Cape Town, which was a lot of fun. Mm. You know, um, there's a a great deal of difference between those distance between those t those two cities. Um, yes. Obviously, you know, your Cape Cape Town is on the ocean side, and then Johannesburg mm -hmm. is kind of in the middle. Yes. Yes, it's about a two-hour flight. Yeah. Not too bad, um, but mm -hmm, very, mm -hmm. very, very different experiences, which I enjoy. You see the penguins? No, I didn't see the penguins. I missed that. Mm. We got to see lion. Um, um, what else? Ostrich. We got to interact with lion cubs. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. That's great. Really great to hear. Uh-huh. Well, let's let's get on with our subject which obviously is um, you know, how good mental health affects physical health. And what is your definition of good mental health? So for me, good mental health involves like taking care of oneself mentally. It involves being able to handle stress, um especially in the day, this day and age when we're really dealing with like multiple responsibilities. Most of the people that I know um, doing counseling with, with families and individuals are really expected to multitask and have multiple responsibilities like marriage and partnership. Um, many, many folks that I've worked with have children and they're also balancing career, um, sometimes outside activities for the kids. And so good mental health is really being able to, I think, balance those things um, to be able to do the things that you need to do that are necessary for daily life, but also having good balance so that you have good mental health. So I can mention. And how do that, um, you balance these? How do you how do you balance these things? But a lot of times, like, you have to learn to take time for yourself to not just be bogged down with the day to day, um, but to also incorporate really fun things those things really help you recharge. So I mentioned earlier when we were talking about mm -hmm. the trip to South Africa that we, we kind of balanced it out. The, the students got a chance to visit two agencies, to work with clients, to sit in on client sessions, to find out what some of the mental health issues are in that country. But we also balanced it out with fun things. We went to dinner. We um, took them to the Lion Park and the Alton Sanctuary, as I mentioned earlier, um, shopping. You know, so, so that they had some balance, that it wasn't all the academic mm -hmm. stuff. I think a lot of times people mm -hmm. are moving away from that. They're not really 
um, engaged in self-care in the way that they need to be in order to have really good mental health. With um, In regard to trying to balance uh, family and children and then job responsibilities, um, engaging in self-care, how are people implementing that? In other words, are they scheduling on a calendar? Are you know, are they? Um, how are they doing it? Uh, I think it depends on the person and how good you are, how bad you are, so to speak, at doing it. Um, for some clients that I've worked with, they actually have to schedule it in. If they don't schedule it, mm-hmm. it won't happen. So they're 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 very concrete about it. Um, you know, it might be a massage at uh, one of the spas. It might be, you know, spending time with family or having lunch with friends, um, but they have, they have to mm-hmm. calendar, um, or, mm-hmm. or, or it won't. Mm-hmm. And then other people are really good at incorporating it in, and they, they'd rather be spontaneous. So I think it really okay. has to be on yourself and um, mm-hmm. deciding what works best for you, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that that does. Hmm, interesting. What are the um, conflicts that that arise um, relative to mental health? You know, positive or negative? Uh, yeah, um, situ- like con- situations um, that that would um, have negative impacts on on your mental health. And, and how how do you um, you know recommend handling those sort of things? I, I am and it, and it can be it can be conflicts within the family. It can be conflicts at school. It can be conflicts with your friends or your partners. That sort yes. of thing. Yeah. So all of those things. Um, I've seen those in clinical practice. Um, Sometimes it's substance abuse issues, sometimes it's eating disorders, sometimes people are just not taking care of themselves physically or mentally. Um, sometimes it's conflict with children or, you know, they're not doing well at work, at school, mm-hmm. conflicts with partnership or marriage. All of those things, I think, are um, issues that psychologists, therapists see uh, regularly in practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In terms of how and I, I guess that? That there isn't any one there isn't any one way that that any of those are are handled. I guess it's a very individual. It is very situation. Yes, I would agree with yeah. that. I think there are some things that people can do that um, make more positive mental health a, a reality or a possibility, and that includes things again like self care. Um, I think when we care for ourselves, it can have a tremendous effect on both mental and physical health. Um, mm-hmm, as you know, mm-hmm. I work, work in the helping profession, and we always tell our students um, that they really have to self-care or refuel because that can have positive benefits on both our physical and mental health, and that can impact um, in a more positive way the relationships that we have with clients, the relationships that we have with our partners, our children, at work, just in general. And that's really important not just for therapists, but 
others in helping professions like nurses and doctors and teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Oh, no, I, I absolutely agree. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, I have quite a few contacts in um, certain universities, and um, particularly in some of the psychology departments. And what I'm hearing from little surveys that they do is that two-thirds of their classrooms raise their hands when they're asked if they're on any form of medication or drug. Okay. So two-thirds of the class students are raising their hands and saying yes. And it's uh, all contributed to stress. Um, University students these days are just extremely stressed because of the economics of attending school and then almost all of them have jobs. Yes. And other other responsibilities. What do you think about that? A lot of students who are in, I teach in, one of the programs I teach in is an evening program. So students are oftentimes, as you said, balancing work and school. And then many of them are also balancing relationships. Um, They may be newly married or in a significant relationship. And Mm -hmm. then many of them also and so you're right. I think people are much more stressed today than maybe in previous generations. Um, and and you know we live in a more uh, rapid kind of environment. Things are expected to be done very quickly. Uh, we're on social media, and if you don't respond in social media quickly or to emails, oftentimes that comes with a negative consequence. And that's not always, mm-hmm. I think, the best. But you're right, I think people are, are having to balance much more. And so, I, again, I think that that's why it's really good to, you know, take care of oneself because that mental health then also affects one's physical health. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's almost like um, the colleges need to have almost like a mandatory class these days on, you know, how how students can can learn to handle their stress because it's it's not a good thing for two-thirds of, of the population to be on some form of a drug. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? It's, I didn't know um, the number was... Because the long-term, the long-term consequences, you know, are, um, are unknown for, for them. Correct. Correct. So what, what is the relationship between the mind and the body? I think that's a good question. Um, the mind and the body are very much connected, and I think that um, again, when you have good mental health, you're going to probably have good physical health. The two pretty much mm-hmm. go hand in hand. Um, one of the things I'm thinking about in terms of mental health are some examples. Um, you know, I think today's psychologists and practitioners are really focused on holistic treatment, and that treatment generally supports the treatment of the whole person. So that would be the physical, the mental. And then we usually, when we're treating issues like substance abuse or eating disorders, we're also incorporating adjunctive treatments like career counseling and relaxation techniques such as meditation and yoga to deal with some of the stressors that you're talking about, you've seen with students, um, mm-hmm. and then self-help support groups, things like that. But physical and mental are very much connected. Um, another example I can think about when we're talking about physical 
and mental health is like exercise and diet and how oftentimes mm-hmm. those are to good mental health. For example, when True. individuals are depressed, it's often recommended that they exercise because there's some natural um, chemicals that the brain releases that help to mm-hmm. make people less depressed. So oftentimes I'll, I'll tell clients to get to the gym for regular exercise. And, you know, I'll tell students that, too, if they're really stressed out because that exercise can mm-hmm. release some of the stress, but it also releases chemicals that can make people less depressed. And that, that's one example of how they're connected. Mm-hmm. Like endorphins. Exactly, exactly. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, that's that's re- that really is good advice. So that really kind of goes hand in hand with with being physically fit. Um, yes. You know, we we're um, you know I don't I don't know the exact statistics, but obesity is an issue in the United States. Yes. Um, yeah. And I don't know. Not, not I don't sure. know. Do, do you? Do you? know if it's if it's more so now than ever before or I don't know. I don't know if it's the same. I don't think I've ever really asked that question before and I've had a lot of shows on, you know, weight management and dieting. I think it's changed actually and that um the statistic, especially for children and adolescents, is much different from what it was a generation or, or two generations ago. Um kids today mm. are much more sedentary and they're, you know, they're not out playing, um, interacting physically like kids of, of, of my generation, you know. Um, okay. We were always playing. We were outside. We were interacting with kids in the neighborhood, exercising, um, you know, playing baseball, football, mm-hmm. um, baseball, mm-hmm. things like that. And the kids today are doing video games. Um, they're in front of the TV. Uh-huh. They're oftentimes interacting with other people, so that's a good thing. But they're not interacting mm-hmm. in a way that um, that promotes physical health. So the stats, I think, are much worse for kids of this generation. And you also have to factor in things that we've been talking about earlier. Like a lot of times there are two-parent homes where um, the parents are both working, or it may even be a single-parent home where one person is working, and those kids are not necessarily eating as well as the previous generations did. So they're eating more fast food. They're eating stuff that is um, not necessarily really good for them. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of calories, a lot of you know saturated fats, things, things like that. And those things are also contributing to the weight gain, especially for for children and adolescents. And two, if I I believe that physical education programs um, have kind of been taken out of the school systems. You know, they, they, yes. used to, yes. they used to have them, but they don't now. Kind of the same with music and art. Um, yes, yes. Which is kind of sad, yeah, it, it, you know, it is. I have some, some um, classes in many of the schools, but it's not to the same degree. And, of course, there's still, like, sports. I mean, a lot mm. of kids that I know are still involved in oh, sports sure, sure. on campus or outside campus. It's not to the degree of, again, previous generation. Yeah, it's not It's not mandated by the, the entire school population. It's the kids, exactly. they volunteer to participate in those, those sport programs. 
So when we talk about self-care and how it's related, I'm sorry? No, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, when we talk about self-care and how it's related to good mental health and good physical health, um, besides going out and having fun or taking time out for yourself, what do you what do you recommend for 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 um for children um, because yeah, well, they're they they're under a tremendous amount of stress and huh? um you know most of them manage to have fun one way or another so yes. what do you what do you do with them um I think it, again. I think it depends on the the kid. For some kids, it is going out and having fun and being um, able to play or engage in activities with their friends. Um, like a lot of the kids that I, I've worked with, they like to go to the mall or the movies. Ah. Uh. Like so, it depends on the actual actual child. It has to be something that that child okay. is very interested in. If if they don't like shopping, shopping doesn't work for that kid. But it, it, mm-hmm. a lot of times it helps kids to identify the things that they like to do. Some kids, de-stressing is playing a musical instrument or um, visiting family members. I've had kids who are interested in helping other people, so they might um, volunteer at a home that serves the elderly. Or they might volunteer oh, okay. you know, with um, mm-hmm. um, homeless folks and they're, you know, helping to mm-hmm. feed homeless individuals or families or, you know, putting together, like, care bags, things like that. So all of those things, I think, and there, there is some research to support that when you help other people, that really takes you outside of your problems and can um, really be very beneficial in terms of one's mental health. And that works for kids and that works for adults. Mhm, mhm. So I just think it depends on what what that person is interested in. No, that's a really that's a really excellent point. It really is. <laughs> kind of step outside of yourself long enough to help other others. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Yeah, because you forget about your problem, and and sometimes it's it's putting your problems into context. Um, again, to talk about South Africa and that trip. Um, we visited many of the townships, and many of the um, people that we met, that um, you know, whose houses we visited, etc., are very poor, and not the same level of poverty here. Our poverty looks much different. Um, you know, they don't have access to water. They don't have indoor plumbing, bathrooms, things like that, uh, which is very different from many of the families that I've worked with, who would be labeled poor in this country. And so that oftentimes puts things into context for people. If you're working with people that might be less fortunate, it can put your problems into some context. I mean, you know, I've had people tell me that that's very true. Yeah, that they that they it kind of um, would get some and that's um and that's an area and that's an area where you have a lot of expertise because you know earlier you were talking about how. Um, you studied how different cultures and and diversity and how it affects um, mental health. Mm-hmm. So exactly. um, uh, merely teaching it is one thing, but actually taking your students to South Africa, where they will where they literally experienced it, 
was a whole nother world for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was eye-opening, I think, for many of the students, as well as for myself. Um, you uh-huh. can see different things on TV, but it's it's an, quite another thing to be actually physically there and to see some of the living conditions, um, you know, that people are faced with on a daily basis. Yeah. I, I imagine a lot, a lot, well, probably the entire group came came back home and had a different level of appreciation for what they have in their lives. Absolutely, absolutely. And that in itself boosts mental health, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's what I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying when I'm advocating that a lot of times volunteering and getting outside of oneself mm-hmm. actually can have a very positive mm-hmm. benefit. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think um, it's really important to have gratitude. Mm-hmm. I, I concur. <laughs> I definitely believe that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's, you know, that's take part time of out during a, the day. Yeah. It's part of, I think, having a more positive outlook on life, um, which mm-hmm. can oftentimes help people to um, really have a stronger ability to handle stress and to deal with adversity. And so um, the more often a person has a positive view on life, the better the mental and physical health. Another really great point. (laughs) Listeners, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Dr. Kaneas and um, how mental health can affect our physical health. No, I... I completely agree with you on, uh, you know, we can take a path in life which is having a positive attitude or a negative attitude about it. And and granted, there's experiences in our life that can very well set you on a path of negativity. It takes great strength and awareness and a willingness to turn it around and face life on more of a positive light. Every and the thing is, is that every negative takes quite a few positives to overcome the negative effect. Mm -hmm. So, positive energy brings mostly positive results. Negative brings mostly negative results. Absolutely, absolutely. And And we've all met people like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the more more positive you are, I think you draw um, very good experiences. You draw, you know, I think good people. A lot of times it's about the energy that you put out and how Mm -hmm. you you feel in terms of um, how you approach the world. So if you have a positive worldview, as you mentioned, I think you will have a much more positive experience. Now, not always that people can have that on a daily basis. I mean, because, you know, sometimes things happen. Oh, no, no. With different challenges. You don't feel good, you know. Yeah, definitely. Feel good or, um, you know, people sometimes will experience death in family, things like that. Obviously, um, Mm -hmm. I, I don't think you can be positive every day. But I think if you have an outlook, even when you challenge with um, major life issues, I think people 
tend to get through those things much quicker and with better results. And, the, and, and there's, there are research studies to support that. Definitely. You know, it was interesting when we were talking earlier about how um, psychology trends are going more towards the holistic treatment side. Um, how how has that changed from the traditional, and why do you think? I think that um, probably 20, 30 years ago, psychologists, other therapists, and allied professions really focused only on the mental health aspect. They're very limited ah. in terms of how they viewed a, a client or families or couples' problems. So they focus on their training and how they were trained to, you know, just to deal with the mental health issues and didn't really consider adjuncts um, or adjunctive treatment or even collaborating with other colleagues outside of psychiatry, um, mm-hmm. the whole person. But there's been a shift lately, and I think a lot of that has to do with various, um, you know, practitioners and people challenging some of the traditional ways of psychotherapy. And people are now really incorporating, um, you know, collaborating a lot more with colleagues, but also incorporating other things. Like I mentioned earlier, career counseling, um, meditation and yoga, you know, self-help mm-hmm. and support groups, all of those things I think can help clients if they're open to those things to deal with the mental health and the physical health issues in a more constructive way. Do you think that the trend has been instigated by the clients or just Probably. a trend from psychologists because the world is changing so quickly? I think it's probably a combination of, of both. Um, I think psychologists are driving it, other therapists are driving it, those that look a little bit beyond um, their scope of practice. And um, mm-hmm. clients are probably also driving it. I think mental health is also becoming more collaborative. Um, I talk to my, my, my students a lot about working with case managers, working with psychiatrists, working with um, – I've had clients who are also engaged in various systems, so they might be on probation. They might have cases with child welfare. So being much more collaborative and not mm-hmm. really focused only on their particular discipline. I mean, you, you can't go outside of your scope of practice. I don't think that that's necessarily legal or ethical, but what I'm saying is being more open to connecting people to resources that are outside of traditional therapy that are helpful for their growth. Mm. You uh, know, I'll give um, you an example. I, I, oh, that'd be great. I, I was just thinking about a student. Um, we were talking earlier about students, and as I said earlier, I teach in a, a graduate program. I teach a class called Clinical Practicum, and it is their, the academic side of them gaining practical experience with clients. And so what we primarily do is uh, meet weekly and we talk about cases. And I had a student in the master's program once who had a client who was dealing with unemployment. And she had lost her Mm -hmm. job and she was 
very concerned about that. And um, she wanted the therapist to work with her on developing her resume, and the therapist told mm-hmm. her no. And the therapist was, you know, explaining this in, in the case consultation, and she was very surprised why the client, the client didn't come back. Um, like, well, I don't understand. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't come back. Uh-huh. She did not answer calls. I, I don't get it. So we had to have a discussion about, again, holistic practice. And the therapist's stance mm-hmm. was, well, I'm a, a marriage and family therapist. I deal with, you know, family of origin issues. If she wants to deal with her mother issues <laughs> or father issues, I can do that. Sure. But, you know, stuff like case management, I don't really want to do that. So we, we had to talk about how those things are really important when clients are dealing with multiple issues. So it was kind of getting her to think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And most people have heard of that, especially if you, as an undergrad, maybe took a, an intro psych class. Maslow? If you've, Maslow, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If you've not heard mm-hmm. of it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, shaped in a, it's shaped as a triangle. And at the bottom of the triangle are our basic right. needs. That would be things like food, clothing, shelter. Mm-hmm. And at the top mm-hmm. of the triangle, self-actualization. So kind of like nirvana, so to speak, if you will. And um, to get there, you have to deal with most of the things that are, you know, troubling you and have some insight into behavior and, and, and so forth and so on. Well, if you're hungry or you are, you know, struggling to pay your rent, those are basic necessities. If those things aren't met, you can't get to the top. So it's trying to get her to Correct. understand that. You, you know, so I think... Oh, that there, was great. <laughs> yeah, there's more of an effort, I think, um, for us to train people to think outside of the box and to mm-hmm. include mm-hmm. the person because she missed that initially, My the, the student who was mm-hmm. a therapist. She missed how important that was to the client. So once she called the client mm-hmm. and said, hey, listen, I'd like you to come back and I'll help you with your resume, the client was very open to coming back. She did that. They worked on the resume, she got a job, and then later they could deal with the family of origin issues. So I think it's oh, that's, driven by that's all that's a great example. Thank you. I think it's driven by all those things. It is. And when you said that um, earlier you could pull from other experts in different fields to help your clients, if this, if the, this particular... Um, therapist didn't have the ability to help her client with the resume, she could refer her to somebody that could, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it Versus just, open just saying that. Yeah. 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 She had such a narrow view yeah. of what practice mm-hmm. was for a therapist, mm-hmm. uh, a marriage therapist. She wasn't really even open to that. She was so focused on I have to work with this person on the deeper family of origin issues, which is fine because that could be things that those could be things that are affecting this person's ability to get and hold a job. But she first has to get one. <laughs> if that makes sense. That's so true. <laughs> Plus, those are very um, I would think long-term um, issues that can't be remedied overnight. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> She's a big deal. That's great. Oh, cut her a little bit of slack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, 
it made the perfect sense. <laughs> but she just missed it. Sure. So I think sure. that's the changes in the world. Mm-hmm. There's, I'm sure that there's so many different specialties within your field where um, students have to decide where their passions lie. Do I want to be a psychologist strictly for children or for adults or for seniors or for, you know, um, people with, you know, criminal backgrounds? I mean, it must be interesting on what path you decide to take. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. Hmm. It, when you when you say path, are you are you talking about like clients, or are you talking about? Um, uh huh. Yeah, I'm talking about the the actual you know clientele that um, your students ultimately decide they want to work with. Because I I assume yeah. they they have expo you know they get exposure to a lot of different a lot of different um, areas. They do um, in some cases. It, it actually, I think it depends on the length of the program. So I teach in a master's program. They get they get experiences, but not it's not as broad as like in the doctoral program where they actually have three um, three chances to do practice over the course of like a five year program. Mm-hmm. Program they have about a year where they do one or two practicum. Okay, well that would make sense in a master's program. Yes. Completely makes sense. Huh. But I do get well, it's been wonderful talking with you today. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Is there um, anything else that you want to um, impart to to our listeners that they can take what with is, them? That's a life lifelong advice. Um, one of the things I think might be helpful for people to know um, is just the change process and that the change process is often slow. Um, Knowledge and insight doesn't always create behavior change that one really has to commit to making those changes. And sometimes I Mm -hmm. think people forget or don't really understand that. And I know a lot of times with training therapists and training therapists that we talk a lot about that because new therapists often don't really know much about that process but um that is important to know too in terms of creating good mental health and then also for Mm -hmm. for people who are going to achieve better mental health don't be afraid to seek help Uh, if you're dealing with mental health issues Uh. that are affecting your health and your mental health seek help um and Psychotherapy, obviously, I'm, I'm a therapist by training, so I would advocate for that. But it doesn't have to be traditional psychotherapy if you're not um, the, pers- the type of person that is interested in that. You know, sometimes consultation with a trusted religious advisor, um, like a pastor or priest, or even good friends. But talking about our problems can oftentimes mm-hmm. be very helpful. Um, you know, I think mm-hmm. most people are socialized not to deal with problems. Many people grow up in houses where parents mm-hmm. say, you know, what happens in this house stays in this house, and we hold to oh, that. Okay. But I don't think that that's always helpful. And so whether you talk to a, mm-hmm. a trained therapist or a good friend, talk to somebody, reach out, um, because that really can 
to make the difference in terms of good mental health and ultimately your physical health as well. Well, that is a, a great way to end our interview, Dr. Kanias. really is. Um, I want to thank you for taking time out of your really busy day to be with us and um, impart some really valuable knowledge because that's really what gets us through life is what we learn and then how we apply it. So thank you again for thank you for having for being me, with Joyce. us. All right, well, um, thank you, um, and I hope that uh, you continue teaching in the uh, at the Los Angeles campus, and that anyone listening to this show will will seek out Dr. Gregory. So much again. For All right, then. Um, okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, listeners, that wraps up our show for today. Um, please join us again next Thursday for another great show. And um, we're live at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So until then, be well and take care. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have. And follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at KnowledgeWorksPub.com. Be sure to visit GotCancerNowWhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.